Welcome everyone to episode two of the Finishers Don't Count podcast. Chris well, here. Welcome, welcome. TJ Manners here. Back again, I guess. Episode two, should we call it the rematch? Yeah. <laughs> Kicking off with Eminem, back again. Back Not again. Over, back again, here we go. So uh, yeah, picking up kind of where we left off last time really. So good week, Christopher. Good week. Good week. Uh, yeah, good week in terms of wrestling, I think. Yeah, wrestling's a good week. I'm, I'm thinking about myself personally. I had loads of good highs this week. Yeah. Lots of gym sessions, lots of good eating, so I'm pretty pretty pleased with myself. But yeah, in terms of uh, in terms of wrestling, again, pretty pretty decent week. We both had a mixed opinion, haven't we, on, yeah, uh, yeah. on, on Raw and SmackDown? But yeah, it's a funny world again. Funny well, world. life would be very boring if we just agreed with each other all the time. Yes, yes. So should I be. tell you why I thought Raw was good? You tell me why you thought Raw was good. And you I'll... can tell me why you didn't think it was so good. Yes, let's, let's start with that one. Yeah. Let's go for that. Come okay. On. So I really... The thing that I really liked, which we haven't seen for a while, and I don't know if it's because it's a PG era thing, is we saw Elias at the start of the show and Finn Balor at the end of the show. And to be fair, last week's episode, Braun Strowman, all really get beaten down by the hills. Yep. So by uh, Corbin... Um, Lashley and Drew McIntyre yes the new new Wolfpack as you're calling them yes the new new Wolfpack there you go and I like that because what we generally see in the PG era that we're, we're in at the moment is we normally see an, an instant retaliation yep so that you'll end the show with a good guy on a high and I, and I miss those things where we we as fans have to wait for that big payoff that yeah. we don't get it straight away so the fact is you've got three of your top good guys right now all decimated yeah and I like I, yeah I agree I like that part of it that's not um, that is again unique you, over the history of the last couple of years you only see the kind of beatdowns at the end of the shows when they're main event into, into the Wrestlemania's yeah. as well the Brock Lesnar's trying to beat up someone and they end up doing a kind of carnage before Wrestlemania but we're kind of you know, four months away from WrestleMania, so it's quite early to be starting that kind of program. And yeah, I like it. It's, it's a it's a different approach that I do like. And I think the thing sticks in my mind. So I was thinking back to when when have I seen this before, and it's really like stuck with me. Was probably do you remember the two man power trip? So um, I actually went back and watched a little bit of this this week. So okay, uh, you had the Rock versus Stone Cold, and yep. Vince McMahon was in the cage because uh, Stone Cold was a Playing the hill, he was yes. with Vincent Mann. Yes, when he turned on the uh, turned on the rock at WrestleMania, wasn't it? So before that, yeah, yeah. And then Triple H came down, and you thought Triple H was going to help the Rock, and he didn't. And they, the, the beating was quite sustained for a long time. And yes. I just remember watching that. I actually remember watching that episode and thinking, "Oh, this is so bad. I really want these guys to get to get theirs." And I kind of felt like we ended Raw on that way as well. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I can't disagree with that. You know, that that part of it I like is entertaining because you you're not like you said you're not having any the payoff. The payoff's not now. The goody hasn't won at the end. You know, it's not. You know, like WWE has been very much like a film where the baddies are they lose at the end. You know, not like a Star Wars when they uh, the baddies win, the goodies win, the baddies win. WWE have been doing goodies win every show, and that like you're saying now is they've changed it slightly, which I think works works really well definitely so I like that aspect of it yeah go on give give me a bad point Nia Jax Nia Jax last week I said that she could be the beast she could be the next big thing so what goes and happens this week she holds down um, 
Ronda and no one does anything why the hell did someone not smash her in the face why did someone not take it over it just was really pointless and it really annoyed me but she just kind of didn't have anything it's flat it just didn't make any logical sense so that's one thing I didn't like one thing I did like again um, is I like what they're doing with the the wimps and I or Drake Maverick um, you know obviously he's tiny we know he's tiny you know, I, mean, I still remember he's uh, his wrestling TV debut for TNA when they did the UK boot camp yes he won yeah, the UK boot Rockstar camp. Spud yeah and he was um, you know he's funny on that one and, he, and he's funny today and he's still going when they got him with the two massive guys so he looks ridiculous against them but I like what they're doing with the, with the, um, the storyline and how they're making him a, a wimp but what I don't understand is the only thing I don't understand about that is he's talking don't you, it's okay to be afraid or whatever you're saying in his promo with the two big guys behind him still looking tough it didn't I didn't resonate yeah. too much with me but I like their angle they're going with him I think that's going to be quite different and it adds a bit more storyline to it remember it's about the PG thing the fact that he wet himself on a pay-per-view the other day that's not really PG PG-G. that's again something slightly different which I which I liked I enjoyed that because it's different it's not the same thing they do every single week it's very different so what didn't I like no disrespect to the two guys I love them individually Dolph Ziggler and uh, Seth Rollins but how many times have we seen that match yeah so we were just talking beforehand mm. interesting stat that uh, I think it's something like if you, if you pick any of the last 24 episodes of Raw uh, you've got a 62% chance of seeing Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler in some form of match. Which is ridiculous. Don't get me wrong. The match was good. The match, they always have a good match. They always have a strong match. That's probably why it's kind of a go-to match when they need a field of 15 minutes. It's going, okay, tell you what we'll do. We'll put, we'll put those two on because that's a guaranteed decent 15-minute match. That's the wrestling of the show done pretty much. The rest of the match is going to be short, so that's going to be a long one. Um, and it's a great match, but it just, I just don't understand the need for them to continuously be uh, wrestling each other don't get me wrong they're great so why not build a storyline in the future for them again leave them alone for a little while do you think it's a, it was almost a filler because you can't at the moment put Seth in with Dean yep yeah, no and obviously Drew has moved on to this storyline with Baron Corbin yes now again something I quite liked which in the past I feel like WWE has been quick to maybe rush and sort of feel a storyline when they don't need to mm. was they've separated Dolph and Drew yep. but they haven't really said why and they don't yeah. need to at this point I no. feel like you can wait on that that can be something that's interesting down the line yeah and I think what would be good and, and I would love to see and that's what I thought I was going to see because they always compare Dolph Ziggler to Shawn Michaels so I was expecting a Psycho Sid type yeah or Diesel yeah uh, you know backlash on them you know where they, they fight each other and then they build up to a main to another match that's what I was expecting to happen um, but it didn't they just kind of just dropped it so maybe there's something that's going to happen Royal Rumble time maybe you know Possibly. maybe they face off each other for the first time in a Rumble and then we start seeing their true colours and maybe that's where your prediction here no spoilers we don't know what happens is uh, you know maybe Drew throws him over the top rope and he pretends to be his friend and then eliminates him Possibly. start of a few it would not be the first time a tag team yeah. has thrown a partner over the top rope. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But um, I like seeing Alexa Bliss back and raw. Obviously, uh, the rumours is she's got loads of concussions. 
that's why she's not competing anymore. So there's, she's going to be moving into the manager of the women's division. Manager, yes, manager. Role. The yeah. only thing that I hope they don't do too much is to just mirror whatever they're doing with Baron Corbin yeah. with Alexa Bliss. Yeah, exactly. Because we'll talk about SmackDown in a minute. They're doing really well, Paige. But and if they do a similar thing with Alexa Bliss, which they won't be able to do initially because she's a heel, um, and Paige is not really being heelish now on SmackDown. She's sort of sits somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I think she's kind of the fun kind of in between sometimes a baddie, sometimes a goodie, a bit more like you know, Stone Cold in the olden days where he's just a badass. I think that's probably what they're going with. But the... Um, Although he didn't call everyone baby girl, did he? No, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> he would have opened the can of whip ass on you, but there you go. But no, um, for me, I, I just don't, I don't get why having another manager on there. Um, but again, it's a three-hour show. They've got, they've got a, uh, they've got a feel that show. But I think Raw, in my opinion, was nowhere near as good as SmackDown this week. I thought SmackDown was a lot better. SmackDown was good this week. Yeah. So um, yeah, for me, Raw. Yeah, if we ever did a rating thing, which I don't think we're ever going to do, I'll probably give it a three out of ten. You we, know, we won't do a rating. Thing. No, you we just, won't. You just rated it three. Is that three out of five or three out of ten? Three out of ten. Wow, that's what I did. For, wow. You know, if we're looking at Raw now, where we're going into the Royal Rumble season, we should expect a little bit more of acceleration before we then get the bigger acceleration for the WrestleMania build-up. But for me, it's just a bit, nah. Just, just, just another show. Do you think maybe that's? because they've had so many injuries and the Roman Reigns issue that they don't quite know what they're doing for WrestleMania, whereas possibly in previous years they'd kind of have an idea by now. Yeah, yeah, I could agree with that because obviously Roman Reigns, big loss, I hope he gets well. Um, Big, big loss to the division, whether you love him or hate him. I'm surprised John Cena's not back um, fully wrestling now because that'll be their kind of go-to quickly, fill it in because they need another top top guy to sell merch but um, for me yeah I don't think they know exactly where to go with that part and who's going to fill Wrestlemania whether Brock Lesnar's going to be there because he's you know I know he's got a contract with UFC as well whether that means he'll be at Wrestlemania or not um, whether we're going to see the return a rumoured return of The Rock versus Triple H again you don't know you don't know what they're going to do at Wrestlemania this year it's going to be a, an interesting one but I think you're right they don't know what their build up is just yet and I think that's where they're um, they're struggling and obviously being a three, a three hour show along with all the pay-per-views as we moan about um, yeah, why are we moaning about so much wrestling on TV but it's just because it's kind of quality over quantity where you kind of got to look at haven't you because there's so much wrestling going on now with the WWE with NXT and NXT UK and everything that is so much yeah 205 Live yeah um, I then you know if you watch your indies, if you watch uh, New Japan, if you yeah. watch ROH, there's a lot out there to choose from. So whenever you there's also a, a, you might not notice there's a Rev Pro show now on Free Sports on Friday nights as well, which is quite decent. It's a great plug. Got, got, yeah, they've got quite a few good guys on there. You know, I've been watching a couple of hours on the recent show. You know, obviously he's good, and they've had uh, just just Liger on there as well. Fucking love that guy. Excuse my language. Is any kids listening? Go to fucking bed. Um, but. You know that's another great UK product, and it's a lot different too. If you if you if you're looking at UK product and you're thinking world of sport, where that was aimed for towards the children, this is very much not aimed towards the children. This is a very much a good wrestling show. So I've liked that so far. Um, but yeah, so right, that was raw, poorly reviewed by me. You loved it. Let's talk about I loved now. I loved the ending. Yeah. I think I love the fact that it 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 feels like a build to something. But yeah, let's let's crack on. Let's smack down. Um, 
I quite like the Samoa Joe Jeff Hardy angle. Yeah, first of all, twenty years Jeff Hardy. Yeah, congrats. great achievement. A great achievement. Obviously, they tried bringing him out to be really modest with no face paint and try and actually be like, "Wow, thank you very much for twenty years, and I worked my socks off for you." Kind of angle, which is great. But bringing a Samoa Joe thing out, very much. His promo reminded me very much of like um, a CM Punk. Chris Jericho. Yeah, when they had that feud with the. A little bit like that, but also the CM Punk one when he was doing the, um, what's the word now? When there were no al- no drugs, no alcohol, that kind of thing. Yeah, the straight edge. Straight edge. It was very much like a straight edge society one, but this one is a bit more, well, Samoa Joe's a fucking tough guy, so it was a bit different, but I think it was very similar, and I really liked it, you know, when Samoa Joe went, you know, you, you guys will never change, um, obviously talking about his addictions in life. Yeah. Talk about, we'll talk about a documentary I watched after this as well brilliant documentary um, all wrestling related don't worry folks it's not talking about penguins um, so yeah for me I thought that's really good really good angle that they're, they're going with there obviously Samoa Joe is a great worker Jeff Hardy is, is Jeff Hardy high flying sensation he's still a pretty decent worker you know he wouldn't be where he is now so yeah so a nice a nice slow build on that and yep. also a little bit of Hardy news as well he's been public on Twitter this week that uh, Matt Hardy is not retired. He's still planning Ooh. to come back. Oh, okay. He wasn't aware of that one. Yeah, so a few people have made reference to him retiring. Yep. He's come out and said, no, he's not done yet. Is that him trying to get away from his contract, maybe? <laughs> 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 he's been paid off now. Now he's coming doing that. He's doing a Ric Flair on us. But that'll be interesting. Be good to see. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I was enjoying the delete stuff um, when he, you know, before he comes to WWE and it took a bit of time to re establish that. But I was enjoying that because it was just different and unique. And I like different. You don't you don't want the whole show of everything being different, but I like some elements being different, and that was really good. Um, really good promos he was doing, really good kind of psychology he was doing with his matches to to bring into line of what he was trying to achieve. So yeah, that's that's interesting news. I hope he does come back. There's a he's a, obviously a great great wrestler as well. A lot different to to Jeff. He's a completely different kind of a worker, but I really really liked his stuff. But so that was great. I really like the build up at the moment going on with uh, AJ and Daniel Bryan again. Yeah. Um, so AJ's now playing the uh, the pissed off route because his head's been stamped on quite a few times. You know. That'll do it for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're justifying Daniel Bryan's heel tactics, right? Saying he would do the same thing, which you know that's what you know happens a lot. And and then obviously he's then going, well, actually, you didn't have to stamp my head after the match, and that's where the kind of anger's coming in from. Um, so I think that again is going to build into you know a better feud I'm hoping that we don't get a payoff um, at TLC I hope that they something happens as a screw job something happens now till we build it build it build it till we get to Wrestlemania I was going to say is that a Wrestlemania match for you but you've answered that yeah it's got to be a Wrestlemania match you know Daniel Bryan's back now there's not many people that can hang with Dan, Daniel Bryan on his day you know in terms of his ability if you ever watch the um, their indie matches together they're really good they're really good. Um, as I mentioned last week, if they get a chance to do it themselves, it'd be a phenomenal match. But, you know, I don't think that, that will happen. Um, yeah, so I really like like that part of it. I mentioned earlier, I really like Paige. I think she's doing a good, really good job and it's entertaining. Um, and the women's battle at the end. Yeah, so Becky's back. Oh, yes, yes. And there Becky's was a back. good promo, but it almost felt like they were both trying to steal each other's promo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But it was entertaining to watch, so that's what we all you can ask for. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then, obviously, they've now lined up the TLC match. Now as a three way, isn't it? Three way um, with Oscar. Yep, yeah, love three way with women. Um, 
Again, dirty joke. Seen dirty joke jokes. from me. Sorry, guys. But Oscar, no, I, you know, for me that was that was the best choice out of it because she's arguably the most talented wrestler out of all the women. Yeah, um, that would be really entertaining. I think. I think so as well, and I think it will be quite hard and brutal as well. Whereas you have a couple, and there's no disrespect for them, you have a couple of the other prettier women in there um, who are more flouncy. He won't get such a hardcore match, and it's a, it's a ladder match. It's got to be tough. But for me, I thought SmackDown this week was um, was better than the flagship show. So maybe they shouldn't have put them all over at the uh, Survivor Series. Yeah. Maybe it should have been Six even even them out. But I think before we get too many sexist complaints, on yes. the show, let's move let's move away from Raw and SmackDown <laughs> and talk about. Sorry, I'm a red blooded animal, right? <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> let's talk about your experiences in the locker room. Oh uh, yes, hopefully there's no. Yes. Se- Keep can it. we just yeah? Can we just say because we're about to go? We don't want any sexist complaints. We we'll keep it clean. We we'll keep it. We we'll keep, we'll keep it. We keep, we'll keep, keep it clean. Um, so locker room. What do you want to know? First of all. Okay, so if you're going to a show, if you're working a show. Yep. And let's say. Please book me, guys. Yeah. So you've been booked. It's yep. all good. It's all set up. Shows on at eight. Yes. What time do you arrive? Oh, okay. So. All depends on the promotion most of the time, but on average you'd get there for five o'clock. You know that's the kind of time. A couple of hours because the doors are open, half hour, forty-five minutes, maybe an hour, depending on how big the show is, before the show starts. And obviously you need to be in the back and preparing. Um, if if you're doing TV work there or, or whether it's some sort of recordings, you'll be in the back doing recordings, potentially doing promos, even doing promos for the show potentially if they're ones that are going on the the screens rather than going out in the ring. Um, so a lot of this stuff gets pre-recorded um, just so they can go over it a few times and it's correct rather than messing up. Um, so yeah, it all depends. If if it's a if it's a smallish show, um, you you normally get there. You know, this is where I, we're, we're kind of go. We're going to go into this next week, but there's something called paying your dues as a professional wrestler. So when you start as a professional wrestler, professional wrestler, you um, you pay your dues. You you do you do all your training. You go to shows. You help set up. And you help you help doing everything. You pay your respects to the promoter. You pay your respects to the fans. That's what you do. It's called paying your dues. Whether that's before the show, you do any posters for lines. Again, I get into that. I get into that next week. But as a professional wrestler, you know you still have that kind of respect. So you always want to help out a little bit before as well. Even if it's just doing one thing to show the the, the guys. That you actually appreciate, you know what they're doing, because some promotions, some of the bigger promotions, have trainees where the trainees will be doing all the kind of ring stuff. But then you've got some of the smaller companies where they don't have the trainees, where the actual wrestlers will set the ring up as well. Before, but normally, rest of the rings don't take don't don't take an hour or two hours maximum to set up. So you're kind of not there too much too much before the show starts. Okay, and if you you've worked a few shows at the yes. same venue. Yes. For the same promotion? Yes, correct. Is there a seat in order? Would you take the same seat when you walked into a locker room? Um, I think so, yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Yeah, I think I think you do. For, for me, it was all... For me personally, I was normally one of the last guys to get into the locker room because I always like to help out. I always like to do a little bit here and a little bit there before I take my stuff through and sit down. Um, so I'd always just find the nearest seat, but I see what you mean. A lot of guys will go sit in the same place. Same seat. Um, it all depends on the venue, though, guys. A lot of these venues are, are really tiny rooms with ten big guys, and they're trying to get ready, and it's very cramped. Everyone's trying to warm up and stretch and rub oil on each other. But 
Yeah, that's and then you have to get ready for work. And then we have to get ready to work. Yeah. (laughs) So, So would you then also have that conversation with your opponent? How how soon do you find out? Because I know a couple that you've worked, you've known weeks before. Yeah. Your opponent, but is there a few times you turn up on a day and you just this is who you're sometimes working with? Sometimes it changes on the night and in in the show. You know, I've been on shows where the card changes after the first match if the promoter didn't like how the outcome was someone got injured it can change the ring breaks you know these things all, all come into factor that sometimes the um, the card changes on the night but a lot of the times you know in advance or you'll know as soon as you arrive um, and it depends on who you're working if you're working with someone green you'll probably talk to them quite a lot more than we'd do normally but if you're a, if you're you know a seasoned pro you know you just need to have a quick conversation and then you can get on with it you know, it's not um, it's not rocket science. Once you know what you're doing, you've been training and working on it for a long time. You know, if you're doing TV, it's a bit different because you want to make sure everything's absolutely nailed on, everything you know what you're doing. You know, sometimes you might um, do some stuff in the ring before the match. You wouldn't do any bumps or anything like that because you'd just be an idiot to do bumps before the show. If you're not getting paid for it, you wouldn't do it. Um, but you, you sometimes you may just run through a few, a few things in the ring, especially if, the, if you're working someone quite fresh and or green in the industry you may actually just you know do some stuff there so okay and then I know you said that sometimes during the show the matches might change but let's say matches aren't changed during the event what do you do um well if you're on first you obviously warm up and if you're not wrestling after you get changed you sit down you either go watch some of the show sometimes a lot of the guys, if, you, if there's easy access some of the venues you can't because you don't want to be seen by the fans um, but if there's if there's access to it you maybe go watch some of the match matches out there see what's going on um, or you interact at the back with the guys and talk about what they're doing maybe even help people out as well have ideas um, and that kind of stuff but and if you're on last you wouldn't get ready until the interval you know in terms of getting changed you normally just just stay in your clothes and get ready you know when, when you need to but um, there's a lot of times when you run potentially twice there's a lot of promotions in the UK where you work twice um, when that would be a case of you do your match and then you have to then in the interval call your second match where uh, all the other guys have all had a match as well so if it's a tag team so they've got to have their matches first before you can call your match at the end you can't have your match then try and call another match you've got to wait for them to finish their, their next match or if they've got to do other stuff as well before you then go. You know, some of the guys, you know, there's instances where you've got a tag match after the interval, but they're in the ring doing pictures. So then when they come back in, you've got one minute to call your match <laughs> before you go out there. But luckily, tag matches are really easy and it's um, they're always good fun. I really enjoy tag matches because I really love the simplicity of what you need to do. You don't need to be crazy. It's good versus evil. You cheat and you don't cheat. That's it. Simple psychology works every single time. Time. Book this man for tag matches. Book me, tag team king. I've been a tag team champion once, but that was a long, long time ago. I think we can uh, talk <laughs> about tag team. I think tag team partners would be a good, uh, good, good topic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Fire away, guys. You got some tag team guys for me? Let me know. Or girls, mixed tag school. And then after the show, how long are you staying after the show? Oh, um, normally after any show, you have meet and greets. So show finish say half nine. You normally have the next half hour where you're interacting with fans, still doing all that kind of stuff. Whilst hopefully you're at a show where all the trainees are taking the ring down, doing that kind of stuff. And then you literally go back, have a shower if they've got a shower. There's a lot of things that don't have showers, so uh, baby wipe it up and all you go. Um, 
so you have you have your shower go get paid say you say your goodbyes and you leave you don't normally stay too long you know a lot of the guys travel from quite far so if they've got a three hour drive they want to get out quickly you know and you want to make sure that you're not in their way at the same time as well if they've got a long way to go and you said about small venues but you also worked with some big superstars especially a few ex WWE yeah. superstars yeah so question is is the atmosphere in the locker room different when these guys walk in yeah the banner drops a little bit it's not as um I think a lot of the the lot of the non WWE guys lose that, especially me. I'm very humble, you know, especially if I'm around someone who's been in the industry that long, whether they've been WWE or whether they've been in the industry long. I know of them. Um, I'm very humble and I'm very respectful. And I won't be shouting my gob. Um, and that's a lot of the other guys are like that as well, where you don't necessarily be yourself in the back because there's a lot of bigger characters there and there's a lot more respect you got you, you give. And do they instantly become? the locker room leaders even though they may be doing a one-off appearance does it feel like all right whatever this guy says we're just all going to do because yeah they, you respect they've them. been to the top of the mountain exactly yeah so you respect them you know there's been loads of times where you know i've wrestled on shows with likes of billy gunn and i've asked them to watch matches i've gone you know if you don't if you can do can you watch my match give me some feedback good bad whatever it is i always want to learn um you know and i, I don't have an issue of asking anyone to do that um, and that's you know one of the things that we do. And yeah, he's giving you advice. Yeah, he said you shit son, <laughs> go back to doing something else. <laughs> he's a good, he's a good laugh. He's he's a funny one. He's a it's one of my stories in the locker room. Um, I, in one of my first matches, um, this is of course with Guild Hall, years and years and years ago with with uh, Billy Gunn on and Bob Holly on. So I wrestled the first match, and at the interval time, when I decided the interval, I was still in my wrestling gear because I didn't actually know what to do. I didn't actually know whether do you get changed, do you have a shower, what do you need to do, and uh, Billy Cunt, Gun, Billy Gun just came in and she went, "You fucking idiot! What are you doing wearing all your wrestling gear, you fucking green little prick?" <laughs> and just started ribbing me, and everyone's always laughing about it because it's like, "Well, you're not meant to be wearing your gear. Get fucking changed into your normal clothes." I'm like, "Ah, oh, shit. Okay, fair enough. I didn't realise." And then um, yeah, that was a that was a funny one. But what what really gets me in um, in locker rooms, which is the other part of my story which I really really love is um, is the banter obviously the banter in general is great but then there's a lot of banter where a lot of the guys will wear the other people's outfits so okay. you know if I've gone, gone to the ring I come back all my stuff's gone potentially someone's wearing it you know someone's wearing my bloody lycra or someone's wearing my spare spe my spare speedos whatever it is just prancing around and being idiots it's really good fun you know we have we have a good laugh you know obviously it's, it's serious at the same time but we're all professionals we all know what we're doing we all know what the goal is and it's just about having having a good time you know we're there to enjoy ourselves wrestling wise and get paid so it's kind of the best job if you love wrestling and you're getting paid for it it's the best job in the world you know if I, if, if, if I could work for WWE I wouldn't now 10 years ago I would have best job in the world obviously because you're getting paid travel the world and be a professional wrestler. let's not say never if, if you've got a call say, tomorrow I'd, uh, maybe you well I don't know you've seen all the, obviously, I don't know if you've seen the news apparently the, um, so when WWE UK came about NXT UK they signed those of the UK guys up but they went you can work for whoever you want to work for no problem at all but the rumour has it and it's only a rumour I don't know if it's true or not I've not spoke to a couple of guys I know um, but they've gone no, no no longer can you be booked anymore um, by any 
UK independent company that's not associated with the WWE. So like the IPWs of the world, they're okay. But all the smaller ones, or the other ones, they're not. They're not okay. Um, and but then what they've said is, if you've still got bookings, you can have them. But you've got to have a paramedic on site in the, at the ring okay. with you, um, and they have to kind of know what the matches you're doing, who the opponent is you're working. So I read something similar. Yep. That's possibly suggested that uh, WWE are going to try and do with the UK what. Vince McMahon did in the 80s with Territorial Wrestling yeah. which is eventually just <laughs> was take what, over I remember when it came out originally I said the same thing to a couple of the guys I was like this is what they're going to try and do it's, it'd be difficult for them because there is there is a lot of, but they did it obviously in the 80s but there was a lot of wrestling there's a lot of good companies in the UK as well um, but obviously because the UK is such a big market for them um, I think like TNA dropped the ball massively as well they could well, impact wrestling they could have been massive over here because they were, had a massive fan base where they just dropped it. I don't, obviously, because of costs, they didn't look at the alternative routes of booking them shows. Um, so I think the WWE are doing, you know, they're trying to capitalise now on that market, and it's a big market. You know, the UK is a very big, active wrestling market. Um, maybe they're just trying to hedge their bets because New Japan are trying to take over America now. So that's their next big step as well. And obviously, New Japan, if you watch that product, it's a great product. It's completely different to the WWE. Completely my, style. my good man, Jay White's on that show. Trained with him loads and loads of time. Top, top wrestler. And a top guy as well. Can't stress enough how nice that person is outside of wrestling. But um, he, that, that show is going places. And obviously Chris Jericho's worked in it quite a few yeah, times. Yeah, uh, Cody Rhodes. Yeah, Cody Rhodes. Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega's on there as well. And that's just to name a few. There's still quite a lot more on there. So um, there's lots and lots and lots of things great in the world. Um, I was just going to touch quickly on still wrestling related, but the show I watched this week on um, Amazon UK. We're not sponsored by Amazon UK. We're getting contact with us if you want to sponsor us. We're not um, sponsored yet. Yes, yet. We're not sponsored yet. Get in contact with us, Amazon. We want your money. Um, it's... And they tried stitching me out of Amazon, but anyway, that's another story for another day. Um, it was the uh, resurrection of... Jake the Snake Roberts. So I've also seen this, but a few yeah. couple of years ago. Yeah, because it's only just come on Amazon UK, and, yeah. and I've not watched it before. So I watched this one, and wow, it brought, it brought a little tear to my eye, same as it did with the guys on it. I thought, well put together documentary, great insight into the life of pro wrestling. I mean, they're kind of really similar to like the film, The Wrestler. wrestler yes. It's like, shows you actually that it was based on a, a truer story than you probably would have thought and Scott Hall's quite heavily involved yeah in there as well yeah he is yeah and I'll, you know, he was quite heavy initially um, but yeah <laughs> just he's heavy. just heavy like really just just heavy, heavy on the show <laughs> yeah no and it was great obviously to see those kind of guys and you forget when you look at the past and Jake the Snake he was, he was a fantastic worker and he's, he's the demons that got to him and I thought that was a great Great documentary, and I love watching. I love watching wrestling documentaries. Obviously, Andre the Giant one recently as well. On HD HBO one, that's really good. That's really sad, but really good. So there's a lot of lot of good things out there, guys. So send in questions as well. We've had a few. We had decent feedback from the last show. So thanks for everyone who's private messaged us on the social media pages. Um, we've got our own Facebook page now. You know, Finish don't count. We've also got you know my social medias if you need to get hold of me on you know Instagram TJ Manners um, same as Twitter same as Facebook TJ Manners get in contact get answering some questions so have you got any more questions have you got anything more you want to ask me 
Or ask yourself. Or ask the universe. It. I think what we said in the last episode we would do is yep. begin to build the dream WrestleMania. Oh, yes. So I think yes. I've got a couple of minutes. All right, to, let's, let's hear this. Let's hear the rookie. Let's see what you've got. So we, we agreed on some rules for this. Yes. And we'll run through them very quickly. It's going to be seven matches. Um, we can only use the same wrestler once on this card. Yes. And we can assign... The tag team titles, the Intercontinental title, and the WWE title yes. once to this pay-per-view. Yes. So I'm going to start with the most obvious match of all time that just never happened. So as soon as you say WrestleMania and the Undertaker, people say Sting. So I'm yes. going to go Undertaker Sting because it is one that I would love to see. It's so obvious, in fact, that I thought I would just... How would I actually book this? Oof. So here goes. Go on, let's hear it. Night after Survivor Series... Regardless of year, yep. Undertaker, as the dead man, has just won his match okay. at Survivor Series. He's then wrestling on Raw. All of a sudden, lights go out, sound of the crows, up in the rafters, appears Sting. Yeah. His first appearance on. For me, it would be his first appearance on WWE. Yeah. That would be at the time frame. Then, because it's Survivor Series and there's so long to build until WrestleMania, you don't see these guys getting involved with each other every week. Yeah. But Sting almost stalks The Undertaker for a few weeks on and off. So you don't know when you're going to see him. You might see him, you might not. Yeah, a bit of stalking's good. Then at some point, The Undertaker then begins to retaliate. But this is really important. You don't see the two guys ever together in the ring. So it's things like lights going out, flashes of thunder, the stuff that The Undertaker and Sting both do so well separately, but they almost bring it together. So imagine if they brought back the bolt of thunder the Undertaker used to yeah, do. Yeah, like, exactly. Stings that. in the rafters, bang! There goes a the thunderbolt. Yeah. So at one, dead. at one stage, for instance, the Undertaker would be cutting a promo. There would be a dead sting in the casket, something that he's really good at. Yeah. But then to flip that on its head, it's actually the real sting. He comes out, and then by some sort of trickery, he then puts a dead Undertaker into the casket. So it's this constant battle between these two sort of mystic people. Yeah. And it yeah. goes on for months, but the and you get the druids involved you get the multiple stings involved but you never put the two guys in the ring together yeah so you get to Wrestlemania and it's a buried alive match ooh okay buried alive match buried alive match yeah and it's 40 minutes long it's the longest that Undertaker has ever performed at Wrestlemania and the reason it's so long is because you can have a slow build with these two guys because they've never been in the ring together yeah you'll spend the first 5-10 minutes staring at each other pretty much just so interested to see these guys go at it so the finish to this is the Undertaker keeps his streak alive. He tombstone Sting up by the um, burial site, I guess you call it. Yep. He buries Sting. He is so tired, he falls onto the mound where he's buried him. Sort of Shawn, Shawn Michaels-esque where he yeah. super kicked the guy and then he falls off. They announce the winner. The winner is the Undertaker. As they say Undertaker, Sting's hand comes back through yeah. the mound. And then the lights go out, a massive bolt of thunder, and as it comes back on, they both disappeared, and they oh. disappear for months. There you go. So you keep the mystique of the two. Yeah. You don't get them cutting promos on each other. Yeah, you keep it different. You just have a mystique, and then you get them in the ring for a long time, have a great match, and then this sort of, even though The Undertaker's won the match, the fact that, how they disappear the sting made them disappear the undertaker made them disappear yeah. it keeps them both strong keeps that mystique there it keeps the, I, I like it and like you said it's a dream match that would be a dream match no doubt about it but the fact that you know you're alluding to what you're alluding to there is exactly how I feel which is they're not 
they don't give the end result away straight away they build it they build it they build it and then you get your match and like I said 40 minutes long would be 45 minutes long sorry would be a fantastic match don't think the Undertaker's last that long but <laughs> it would be an absolute absolute fantastic match you're right absolutely Sting you know they're, they're kind of two icons that never really got, got it yeah. on which is a shame but that's you know but I'm glad that they didn't when Sting came back to the league because I think they're both too old to do it yeah to be quite frankly no, to do I it justice so. yeah. you know well, who did Sting face facing was it Triple H I think so yeah Triple H wants the limelight right so that's yeah. what he's going to got he's going to get the limelight but um, yeah great match I, I agree that would be absolutely fantastic so my job then next week is to think about that my match yeah right? so and, my and, match. and I'm going to place this on the card I hope you don't mind I'm going to place it as the match just before just for main? Just before the main event. Okay, okay. I'm not going to bring the main event in next week, but I'm going to bring in another match, I think. I'm going to absolutely love. So I think the agenda really for us next week, first of all, get questions in. We'll answer any questions you've got. Fire them away, any feedback, positive, negative, as long as it's not about my sexual harassment stuff, um, then we're absolutely... We've, we've got a separate email for that. We've got a separate email for that, so... Uh, and that inbox is full. It is kind of full. It is full. It's called stickupyourbum at gmail.com. So um, just get away, email that one, no problem whatsoever. So next week, I think for the great agenda for us would be, let's talk about how, how I got into professional wrestling so that I can give you guys an understanding of what it takes sometimes to do the training, what kind of training's involved, how you become a professional wrestler. Because if you want to be a professional wrestler, I'll give you an understanding of how I did there. And you can do that kind of stuff. And then I'll also be available for any questions if you want to know how I did it and what I did. I'll be available to talk to as well. So, thank you very much. So, for me, it's uh, I'm done. I'm spent. It's been great. <sighs> Time for sleep. Back again next week. Yeah, absolutely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, peace out.